0: Welcome to the Innocence Project London podcast. My name is Louise Hewitt and I'm the Director of the Organisation. The Innocence Project London is a pro bono law clinic and charity which deconstructs claims of innocence from convicted individuals who exhausted the criminal appeals process. We aim to make applications to the Criminal Cases Review Commission. Welcome to this edition of the Innocence Project London podcast and I'm joined by Ida, who is one of our relatively new, I would say, um, Innocence Project London Casework Volunteers. Ida, over to you. Do you want to just introduce yourself? What degree you're studying?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Ida. I'm a second year criminology and criminal psychology student. Um, and I'm from Finland.
0: Ah, Finnish accent. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so... You started volunteering with the Innocence Project London in September. Your is it second year that you're second in? Second year. Yeah. Second year. Okay. So, what was the motivation then for wanting to come and work on the Innocence Project London? That's
1: the question, isn't it? It oh. is. It's the question. Oh, <laughs> uh, for me, I was I was familiar with the work that the Innocence Project does, uh, previously, but I had no idea that the uni does like that. It's a possibility to work as a volunteer through the uni. But for me, it's about it feels like you're working on the right side of criminal justice system that you're actually helping the people. Um, And for me, it's been always about doing work that has value and and has meaning. And I think working for the Innocence project, it's definitely all about doing valuable work, even if it feels like sometimes you're not doing any progress or anything, but it's still very valuable to the person involved and then everyone else in the casework group.
0: I just want to take this opportunity to thank our production partner and sponsor, Jano Media, for their support in delivering this podcast. They've helped us to facilitate great conversations that connect us with our audience and their skills and expertise mean we can concentrate exclusively on generating great content to engage, inform and inspire how did you find was it an open day that you found out about us or no can you remember it, it was, i'm always interested you see <laughs> we just because got, so many people find out yeah, about yeah. our work through some people um find out some students find out through open days yeah some people it's when they start at the uni mm. and then they hear me rabbiting on about something and yeah they're
1: like, oh, that sounds interesting <laughs> for me we didn't have open day because it was covid so it was all online But I got an email from you actually about the Innocence Project Symposium. Uh And I freaked out and I was like, oh my God, there's no way. And I had to Google. I was like, am I correct? Like, Is it in England as well? Because I know it's in the United States. I had no idea it came here. And I was like, I have to apply. So I started working on my um, application very early on and I was sending it to my friends. You're you know? like my dream volunteer student. <laughs> yeah. Do
0: you know that? That's amazing. So it was through the symposium. I was glad yeah. nice to see know that my emails actually landed oh, yeah. in someone's inbox. We and do receive read. them. <laughs> that's so good. Um, it's my way of stalking people. No, it's a joke. Um, oh, that's amazing. So it's through the other of that. And did you, did you get to come to the symposium? Oh yeah, for sure. Was that the year that it was held
1: online? No, it was all in person actually. Oh, I there? think it was like after the online one and everyone was very excited it was back in person oh. again it was it was great it was really good that was amazing what year was that do
0: you know who the who the guest speakers were I can't oh remember oh my god oh it's it wasn't the po- one of the post office cases was it yeah ah
1: yeah okay. and then yeah. someone was on teams from United States and he had a very long Dean Gillespie yeah it was so cool and for me it was like that just made everything click for me. It was like, this work is so important. And I I, I left the symposium feeling like I can't wait to be working for Innocence Project. It was really cool.
0: Oh, God, that's so inspiring to hear that, actually. So you're a criminology student, criminology and criminal psychology. So your knowledge of the criminal justice system, I mean, how you you knew obviously about how it works, um, but from a very different angle, obviously, I'm an academic lawyer. So what's the reality been then in terms of since you've started working on your case since you've been working for the innocence project london is there a difference in the theory to the reality
1: what have you found for sure i think it's in it's interesting because as a finnish person the criminal justice system is very different so when we started working on our case it was like entering a whole new world so or the all the legal cases that were referenced in our case I was looking them up, like every single law involved. I was typing them down in my little word document, and it was just a very—it <laughs> was an interesting thing to go through because it's like a crash course on the criminal justice system in England. Um, coming here, I I knew that in a way it's flawed, but working for this case, it's like you can really see how it's flawed in a way, um, and as. Criminologists were always encouraged to think critically, yeah, um, of the role of the criminal justice system and if it's in fact any helpful to the prisoners involved. So um, it's given food to thought for sure. Like
0: it's, it's and your case, without going into too much detail, but your case is one of murder based on confession evidence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, and that's quite unusual actually to yeah. find a case. I think it's probably the first case we've had that's based solely yeah. on confession evidence.
1: Uh, yeah, honestly, like when I read read it through the first time, I was just skipping through it. But when I read it, I was like, so where's the rest of the evidence? Yeah. Like where, where is it? Yeah. Where, where's where's yeah, the thing that ties like, into the crime scene? I know, scene? like yeah. I almost messaged the group chat and I was like, <laughs> does anyone else find any other evidence involved in the case? And then I was just going through it and I was like, no, it's just the alleged confession that happened. It was It was insane to me. How that can be possible, but it, it is possible. Yeah,
0: and I, but I think going back to the point you made, it's
1: it's that it's that transition
0: of the theory from the classroom yeah. into the real world For practicality. Sure. And as a criminologist, you, you know, you quite rightly said you've been trained to think, or you are trained, still in the process of being trained, yeah. to think critically mm. um, and to question and query everything. I mean, what was your, you obviously knew a little bit about innocence organizations before you came to work on the project. Um, what was your view before versus your view now in terms of the issues individuals face when they
1: go into that criminal justice process? Well, I thought that this work was like, it's, it's fast and it's easy and you get the evidence oh, very quickly. You
0: were one of those. I can I get know, them out in a year. I'm, we'll be saved. Yeah, It'll I fine. Like I was just
1: <laughs> telling my friends, like, oh, it's like, detective work and oh. it's so cool i'll be in court in all this <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then now like reading through the papers and seeing how this per- our, our um our, our case work how he entered the criminal justice system and how difficult it is to get out of it and how difficult it is to maintain your innocence when you're deemed as guilty it's mm-hmm. been it's been a very it's it's sad in a way but i feel like the support that the prisoners get during the whole process of getting incarcerated and and courts and all that, it's not really there. And that's what we've we've been talking about in class as well. But I don't know. It's been, it's been very interesting in a way to see that whole process and what it involves. And I suppose the other
0: side of the process, because I think the beauty of criminologists is the perspective you bring is very much more in tune with uh, the, the prisoner as an individual. Yeah. And I think before you even come to work with the Innocence Project London, you already see the client as an individual. And I think that's one of the pieces of learning that some students will walk away with.
1: Yeah, for sure. Is
0: understanding that people in prison are individuals. They are real people. They are part of our society. Yeah. Um, And that that prison system doesn't always work the way that it should do. Yeah. So... You've got that knowledge kind of from the end point, I guess, yeah. where they're in prison. But what you've been able to see is that whole journey in terms of how how he got into prison in yeah. the first place. Yeah. Um, was there more paperwork than you thought there yes. would be? Yes. Okay. I, I, was,
1: <laughs> I was expecting a lot, but it's just, It's just the whole jungle of everything like and the legal language and everything like it takes double the time for me to go through everything. And then you double (laughs) check. Does it make you kind of feel reassured that you've chosen the right degree? Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you won't be doing any conversions to law anytime soon. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you've been working since September. That's not long. You're only in the second year of your degree. What's kind of been the impact to date of you kind of undertaking innocence work? Impact on me. Yeah.
1: Oh God. <laughs> well, <laughs> these questions are challenging. Aren't they? It's very deep. Um, <laughs> impact on me. Well, on a personal level, um, I think it has just made it clear to me what I want to do in the future. And what's that? I want to be a forensic psychologist. <gasps> Um, yeah. And for me, it's just like working with the individual, like I'm just dreading and I really want to get that contact with our, with our person who is in, in prison. Um, and it's just, for me, it's so valuable knowing that the work we do working towards a goal, and we're involving this person in the process. So his letters, and when we send him a letter, it's like, it's just a, such a big thing for me, because in class, we do study ca- cases, and we have case works. But it's never like a live thing it's not happening immediately in front of you and it's not going on but I don't know it has just made me realize how important it is that we get more people on the job and more people educated on the subject and it's it's really really important
0: do you think people understand that innocent individual innocent innocent individuals can go end up in prison do you think the wider society do you think that's something that's missed or do you think people
1: know well, that I've had a few conversations with some people um, who well, are the students or friends, friends yeah. who've asked me, why am I defending someone who has been deemed guilty? Oh,
0: that's always the question. Yeah. It's always it? that question.
1: And I'm kind of thinking that's the dinner party question. I you know. know yeah. It's very that's the dinner party. <laughs> yeah. That's question. how, you know, it's going to go well, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm always trying to make them understand that. Well, first the system is flawed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it doesn't work in the favor of the individual going through the criminal justice process. Um, And who are we to say that someone's guilty if our job is trying to see that they're innocent? So I'm trying to go into it thinking that this person is telling the truth. Yeah. It's their last hope in a way. So why would they now lie? They're not in a position to lie. So when someone says that I'm innocent and they've gone through the whole process and now they're in prison and they're still saying they're innocent, I I wouldn't see why I wouldn't want to help.
0: I think... Yeah, I think for some, that's that's the question that barristers would get, I think, um, yeah. the barristers that I know about, you know, how can you defend someone who's guilty? Yeah. And, because, you know, everyone has the right to be represented yeah. and everyone has the right to a fair trial and yeah. that's what we uphold. But I think that point about, um, about innocence and the idea of innocence, mm. we have a very, in this country, in England, and I'm not, you know, I don't know whether Finland is any different, yeah. but we almost have this ideal view of what our innocent person looks like. If our innocent person comes with a very neat little alibi, they've come from a lovely, upstanding background, you know, they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's almost as if society feels can get behind them Mm. and feel sympathy for them. But yet, if it's someone who might not have had the luxury of that life and might not present in that way or come from that background... You know might have previous convictions might have a bit more of a chaotic lifestyle that's not what society's ideal no. innocent person yeah. looks
1: like and that's our own personal bias in a way yeah like when i first got the case um and i googled him obviously <laughs> i googled the case and him and it's so easy to make that judgment on what happened uh, is, is he telling the truth or is he lying but why does why do they have to fit the perfect picture of who's innocent and what innocence means? like it's just been very interesting to see that people just have that clear picture of perfect innocent person, but mm. i mean i I don't think our case is like a perfect individual of an innocent person. Oh, no, <laughs> undoubtedly not.
0: And I think there are very few people that apply to yeah. Innocence Project London that have that perfect, yeah, that's gold standard. you know, gold standard <laughs> societal view of yeah. kind of what innocence looks like. But I think that's kind of, that's almost driven, I think, by mass media. I for think sure. that's driven by popularist TV shows, yeah. popular culture. Um, and it's kind of ingrained, and I think... The difference with innocence organisations over here in England and Wales and versus the US, people seem much more aware in the United States about the various different ways that an individual can end up in prison but still be innocent. I think over here, awareness is limited to, unfortunately, it being someone's friend or family member. And it's at that point... People suddenly become interested and suddenly realise, oh, you know, this criminal justice system Mm -hmm. doesn't quite work the way that we thought it would do. Yeah. Um, And that's quite scary because when you think that you, you know, you take a number of different variations of cases and you think you can end up on the periphery of something um, and be drawn into it. I think it's what you're getting from the innocence work side is a different perspective. It's that critical perspective of the system. Um, that I don't think, you know, that I think is attached to working on a real person's case.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And is it, is it the reality that there's a real person at the end of it that is that, is that a driver for you or what, what else drives you for your innocence work?
1: For me, it's all about that person. Like, it's just for me reading through the letters and everything, it's just, I don't know why, but for me, it's just, it's always like, always, almost like. Almost, almost like gut wrenching when you think that this person is just alone. I think I'm not going to give too many details, but in one of his letters, he said that the people who did this have lost nothing and I've lost everything.
0: Yeah.
1: So for me, that hit me like a truck and I was just, I sat in my room and I was like, yeah, that's so, that's very true. So he's in a position where he has nothing, but we're giving him something. We're giving him little bits and pieces of just hope. And I yeah. think that's for me. That's very important.
0: And I think I think hope seems to be a key theme when I talk when I kind of talk to people and yeah. we do these podcasts because I think I don't, I don't know as a student whether you fully understand the enormity of what you do um, when you undertake innocence work, but it's the it's the provision of access to justice. Yeah, that individual probably wouldn't access justice in the same way that he's trying to um, through the IPL that he would, you know, maybe through a law firm or anything like that, because there's just no time, there's yeah. a lack of money and things like that. Does that. Is that a heavy weight? Is that a heavy burden to carry or do you not look at it in that way? Is it very much like you said, it's about the individual and helping the individual um, and, you know, do as much as I can to hopefully be successful for an application to the Criminal Cases Review Commission?
1: I think it's very easy to get like a tunnel vision when working on the case. I think it's uh, you just focus on the little tasks that you, you get given and you try to do your best and then you focus on the individual and think that, oh, we're going to get give him something, we have to get something. But I think today what we've been talking about, it's it's I don't think burden is the right word, but I think for me, the burden in a way got more clear that we actually have a very heavy load of responsibility and accountability for. For the individual, but also everyone who the Innocence Project is representing. So it's like, a, it's a big thing. It's, 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 it's big intimidating.
0: Thing, but it's a value. Oh, I it's not too <laughs> intimidating. Um, but it's, 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 has it been valuable learning? Is it valuable learning? Yeah. 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 That's good to know. Um, what impact then personally has innocence work or do you think innocence work will have on you? I know you mentioned it's been a driver as to your employability choice, yeah. you know, where you want to go. And it's kind of firmed up the fact of where you want to end up working as a forensic psychologist. Yeah. But what other impact has this kind of work has on you?
1: Well I think on a personal level, I'm I'm very I'm a very shy person, so this was a very big personal challenge for me to take part in this project. So um, I was often thinking that, oh, am I, am I smart enough to be in the team with law students as a criminolo- criminology student? But um, as the process went on, it's been very valuable to see that no matter what you're studying or what grade you're on, it's your input is very important and everyone values it. So that was a very big thing for me personally because... You realize that the work you do is important and you know that it has value, but if you feel like you're not doing enough necessarily, then you kind of don't see that in that light. So it's very easy to forget that you as an individual are part of a very big organization that does very important work and you should adopt yourself in the process, but...
0: That's I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant advice for any future um, students wanting to get involved in instance work. Yeah. Um, we had a workshop today, didn't we? That yeah. I ran, And we spoke about group work um, and it was easier to list the things that we didn't like doing yeah. in group work than it was to identify the positive yeah. aspects of group work. But one of the positive things that came out was about people's different strengths, wasn't it? And how people bring, members of the group that working on a case, bring different things to the table, different ideas, but ultimately you develop friendships and you support each other. And I think I completely agree with you. I think no matter what you are studying, everyone has something that they can bring to innocence work, and it doesn't even have to be the biggest idea or the biggest yeah. innovation. Actually doing the work mm. um, is really important because actually without you guys doing the work, there wouldn't be yeah. an Innocence Project London. And I think I asked students today, didn't I? Can, do you know if I gave gave each of you a case, could you do it? And there was this resounding no <laughs> from the room. Yeah. What about if you worked in pairs? Uh No. no. <laughs> and so I think there's, you know, there's a there's a real understanding about the amount of work that goes into one case and yeah. what you have to read. I mean, can you imagine being a lawyer doing, yeah. given the case you're doing and having to do that by yourself?
1: It's overwhelming, like even my group like I work with so such smart people um, and it's like we all get kind of overwhelmed you are all very smart people <laughs> you are indeed um but I couldn't imagine doing it alone like it's just impossible like there's so much that goes into it and then if you're like a like a lawyer like you don't have the time necessarily like you have other cases and all that so I think yeah I don't know like someone was, was said to me like what what can students do like how how can you be impacted? but at the same time we have maybe the most time than maybe a practicing lawyer would have of course we have exams and assignments and everything yeah. um, but i think it's good that we're kind of doing the groundwork in a way
0: you have time but also you've got the ability to want to learn yeah um, and I think the learning goes hand in hand with the work that you're doing. Yeah. But also, I mean, what can students do? You're not just students. You yeah. are the future employees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of either the criminal justice sector, the criminal justice system, the process. Yeah. Um, or, you know, wider than that, future teachers, future advocates yeah. for this kind of work. And I and I know from alumni that whatever role students go into, this kind of work stays with them. For sure. Um. And it's, you know, it's something you recount, it's something you retell Mm. because of the kind of the personal impact it has in terms of what you're giving back to someone that just can't, you know, hasn't been able to help themselves in that way, basically.
1: Yeah, like something that came up in one of our group talks was that the innocence work, even after we graduate, we all should feel like we want to come back and help. And I think at least in my group, everyone kind of agreed that after we graduate, we still want to take on the responsibility and help us the best we can. So I don't know if that gives you hope or anything. Oh, that does. That does. That's so lovely to hear. Um, So to anyone that's listening to this,
0: then that is a student um, at the University of Greenwich, you know, might be coming to us, might be in their first year, and they're thinking, oh, Innocence Project London, that sounds like an interesting thing to work on. What would you say to them? What would you... What, would you, what advice would you give them?
1: Hmm. Don't be scared to take on the challenge. <laughs> um, don't be scared of the heavy workload because it's. I would say it's worth it from your personal standpoint that like you de- develop yourself as a student but also as an individual. You will make friends because you're all working together with like-minded people um, and you really get to see the value in your studies but also the, in the work that you do. Um, And even if you're a shy person like me, you can still do the job and you can still do the work. And don't be scared. Just apply. It's, it's not scary. And easy, you keep
0: telling me you're shy, but there is, I would not have guessed that you were shy at all. You're, you're. I
1: psyched myself up walking here.
0: You're <laughs> up there speaking in the casework meetings yeah. and you're part of your group's presentation, aren't you? Yes. At the forthcoming um, Innocence Project London Yeah. I just love pushing
1: myself out of my comfort zone. So, you know, I'm always uncomfortable, but oh. it's, it's
0: fine. No, that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, but great words of advice for anyone listening that you know who's a student here that thinks oh might want to give that a go in the future. It's been so lovely talking to you. I think you're going to make a fabulous oh. forensic psychologist. Thank you. Um, and I I can't wait for you to come back and help as one of our experts. Always. Um, sure. Which I'm sure you will do. So yes. thank you very much. It's been thank a pleasure.
1: You. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Innocence Project London podcast. If you would like to hear more conversations like this, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. At Jano Media, we recognize that great content has the power to create impactful and positive change for lives and society. Whether that's video, live streams, photography, or podcasts, partnering with us will enable you to harness the power of content to engage, Inform and inspire. Reach out to us today.